It's Sunday morning. That means it's time for Mile High Magazine. And good morning to you. I am Murphy Houston. Hope your morning's going well. I'm pleased to have on my show today a young lady by the name of Katie McQuaid, who started a program called Helping Children Learn to Read through her book series, Everybody Loves Grace. Katie, good morning. Good morning, Murphy. Glad to have you on Mile High Magazine today. And as uh, we were discussing a little bit here before we started doing our little broadcast, is I've got several teachers in my family, and I never heard about this whole program you've done. And with all that's going on with COVID, and uh, one of my daughters is a first grade teacher, and trying to help teach kids learn to read through a mask has been extremely challenging. But this might be a little something people should be aware of with your book series, Everybody Loves Grace. Uh, Let's talk about grace and how this all works. Go ahead, Katie. Well, Grace is um, a 15-year-old Finnish Lapund who just has an incredible connection with people and especially children as uh, we go to book readings or we go to parks and do outdoor adventures at the the Arvada Nature Center. And um, Grace just has an amazing way of connecting with the kids and then they ha- they're inspired to kind of work through reading issues they have or challenges or get through those stumbles that they may find themselves having. Well, how does that work, though? I mean, what kind of research shows children learn to read more easily with a canine companion like Grace? Well, the re- there's been some recent studies done about how children um, respond to dogs being in the room, whether they're reading to the to the dog or the dog is just present with them. The University of California at UC Davis um, did a study, and it showed that children who, in a 10-week program, the children who read to the dog improved their reading by 12%. And in that same study group, the children that didn't have the dog with them showed no sign of improvement over the 10 weeks. Um, There's also a study that was done in Freiburg, Germany, and they randomly assigned 12 second graders, six boys and six girls, ages six to seven years old, to read from a book in the presence of a dog. And again, the presence of a dog helped those children improve their reading skills as compared to when a young adult, a young college student who was there very attentive with them, but it just showed that the dog had more of an impact on the children's reading than a person did. God, that is really fascinating. Why do, why do you think that is? Are all dogs that way or only particular dogs? Well, I, I personally believe any dog has the ability to help a child learn to read. Um, what it is is that dogs are not judgmental. And whether uh, people try not to be judgmental, dogs are just there. They're a presence for the child. And a child's not afraid to make a mistake when a dog's there because the dog doesn't judge them. They're just being present with the child. And even um, as a parent or an adult that reads with children, we try to be patient, but somehow the child senses that there's um, anxiety or their anxiety builds when the person is there. But when a dog is there, no judgment, and they're willing to break through those challenging times. And what kind of, are we talking about the young kids, like at first grade, kindergarten, that age group that really seems to work with the dog? Um, the studies have been around kids that are six to, say, six to ten years old. But I also, in my own experience with Grace and reading with children, her books have impacted children that are a little bit older, even 12, 13 years old, who have significant delayed reading ability or they are dyslexic. 
And her being with the children has helped them and her stories help them get through those moments. And actually, I've had testimonies that kids have broken through that and now they're back on a normal reading path and they're asking their parents to read books every night. When the kids were really kind of hunkered down, especially last year, did you get a lot of response from parents and people about that kind of a series, Everybody Loves Grace, because they couldn't go to school to really learn to read. They were trying to do it online. It was difficult for everybody. But then this series comes out. Did you get any feedback from that? I did, actually. You know, Grace and I weren't able to meet with people face-to-face as much during COVID, but um, we did a story time online, and uh, I would read two chapters a day, and then Grace would come at the end of the show, and um, and we, we would answer questions from children. And that was the impact that we were able to have during COVID was online and just Grace's presence um, with uh, the children would ask questions or their parents would send me questions ahead of time. That's cool. Grace kind of stole the show, right, Katie? <laughs> she steals the show everywhere we go, trust me. <laughs> well, uh, being a dog lover, most everybody in my family are dog lovers. We understand that. So does this work with any kind of dog? Is it a particular breed? Does it have to be a full breed? Can it be a, a dog you got at a shelter? I, I would say, uh, well, Grace actually was a rescue. She came to me when she was four years old. So I would say it could be any type of dog. I would say for uh, puppies, it would be harder because of their energy. And just, um, I think a calmer dog or a dog that's kind of fully grown is probably the best dog to accompany. But I wouldn't say it's exclusive because each dog has their own personality. It doesn't help, I'm wondering, because we do have, we've had dogs all our life at my house, and we have a little one now we call Bear. And when you talk, now we've had Bear for, I don't know, 10 years, we got her from a shelter. When you talk to her, she does seem to pay, just a conversation, the dog seems to pay attention. I don't know if she understands, but she really looks at you, and she kind of bobs her head to the left and to the right. Is is that how you discovered Grace was very attentive when it came to reading? Oh, absolutely. Like, I actually believe every dog hears every conversation we have, and um, they understand far more than I think we give them credit for. And um, I just noticed that, like, we would go to Walgreens on Broadway here, and um, Grace would find somebody that was standing in the prescription line. And I always knew that was the sickest person in line because she just had a sense for who needed her attention. And she would sit in front of the person, and they would start petting her. And invariably, as we walked away, they'd say, she just made my day. She just made my month. And I think I would have book groups over. I'd have women, and actually it was mixed group book groups. And I often knew who was having a difficult week because Grace would go right next to that person. And then they would share what was going on. So dogs are pretty amazing. And... Um, their ability to listen, and I think we need to give them more credit than most of us do. Well, they have a way of communicating back. I know when our little dog wants to go outside, uh, he'll sit by the back door, and he makes a, a weird noise. It's not like a bark. It doesn't bark. It's like a special growl. It's like getting our attention. Hey, let me out, you idiots. I want to go outside. I'm talking to you. <laughs> That's great. I tell you, in book one, I talk about how she doesn't bark, and... 
um, she really used to not bark, but now that she's 15, she kind of does this funny little growl like your dog does. And she's like, it's time to eat, Mom, or it's time to go out. Yeah, I mean, they have a way of communicating back. There's no denying it for sure. Well, how did you make this discovery about Grace and the reading part of this and how children could learn to read from what Grace brings to the table, so to speak? Well, I actually, I started the book series um, just because Grace, I knew her story needed to be told. It just occurred to me one day on a walk near Denver House um, because of an interaction we had with the head of paramedics. And then I thought to myself, what's the worst that can happen? I'll chronicle Grace's life. And then I started to realize the, the impact the books was were having on, actually the first book was having on children. And I thought to myself, especially with the pandemic, we've got to start reading to children. And then the science came out. I mean, the science is really only a couple of years old, as are the books. And so that's when I um, really became adamant about it's time. We've got to reach more children with Grace's books. So you started, you wrote the book. How many books do you have now? Well, how many in the series? There are six books in this series, Murphy. Yeah. And so the kids just read to their dog, and the dog just kind of takes it all in. Did the, did the dogs respond? I suppose every dog is different, but did the dogs respond to the reading somehow? I think they respond to the child, the child, actually. Not necessarily the words that are coming out of their mouth, but their ability to reduce the child's anxiety or help them calm down as they're reading or getting frustrated when they can't get through a passage. Well, that's a soothing thing right there. So I would imagine you probably, I think, take Grace to schools to read to kids and encourage them to read, don't you? I do. Um, We've done a combination of public schools. We go to homeschool groups. I've met with some middle schoolers with Grace, and we read the book and had an interactive. They were aspiring authors. Um, So we've met with kind of all age groups of children in fact, I'm meeting with a high school group tomorrow. Um, and where are these schools? You're here. In, you're here in Denver, aren't you? Yes, I'm here in Denver. But we've um, met here in Denver and also in Texas because we did a book signing in Texas, and then I had um, some events scheduled there at a boys and uh, what's the boys club of America. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, we did a homeschool group there. We did another church group. Uh, anywhere I can get a group together, we do it. <laughs> Does Grace act differently in a large group as opposed to maybe one-on-one? Yes, I would say um, Grace actually has a way of working a room. Like in a large group, if we go to a school reading or when we go to a school reading, I take Grace off the leash and she'll walk through the children like they sit on the floor and I sit on the floor and I'll read. And But Grace, I call it working the room, and she just goes up to each kid and looks them in the eye, and then she finds her her one special person that she knows needs her, and she sits down next to them. And oh, that's yeah, that's it. That's Incredible. how it starts. <laughs> We're yeah. uh, talking with uh, Katie McQuaid with helping children learn to read through her book series. Everybody loves Grace. So how do you recommend families get involved with this process at their home? They've got a child, maybe was uh, struggling, and, you know, they do get uptight around parents. I've been a parent of four kids, eight grandkids, and I know that, you know, they want to really impress mom and dad, and sometimes that's hard. But a situation like talking to your dog or Grace in this particular, how does it start? How do they get involved? 
I think the easiest way to start is to find a book that the child will be interested in. And Everybody Loves Grace is a great place to start. But also there are other books. And encourage the child, if there is a dog at home, to just go in a room by themselves and read with the dog in the room. They don't have to have a parent involved. They don't have to have a sibling involved. A child can do it by themselves. And then they'll slowly gain strength and momentum And maybe then they'll invite their brother or sister in or invite their parent in to join them. But it doesn't have to start with the parent involved. Well, you're right. They might be more relaxed with just their old dog that they probably play with every day anyhow, right? That's right. Or even a stuffed animal, Murphy. Like whether they have a stuffed animal that's really special to them. Another thing I've noticed, we go to uh, assisted living homes and we also, I have people that have Grace plushes. I have some plush toys. Anyway, if Grace isn't in the room, they just, they pet the plush toy while they're doing the reading. So it doesn't have to be a live animal or dog. It can also be a stuffed animal that's really special to the child. Interesting. That'd be a good way to start, I would think. Good choice there. So, but if they want to get your books, are they available in the stores around Denver or online? How do we find the, the books, Everybody Loves Grace? Well, if if people order them on my website or Grace's website, I call it everybodylovesgrace.com. They're available there, and Grace signs them, and I paw print them, and we sign them to children and mail them off. They're also available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, on Ingram Spark, um, Indie Press. They are available online. Our website is a great place to start because if people order them there, then I can have Grace sign them. We paw print them and sign them from Grace. (laughs) This Grace is getting to be some kind of a superstar here, Katie. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Trust me. When we go out, nobody knows my name. I'm invisible. It's all about Grace, as it should be. Well, it is. when you If you're a dog lover and you're around those animals, even if you're meeting them for the first time and you're going to somebody's house, the dog gets more attention immediately, not the people you're meeting. It's just a natural thing. Do you agree? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Well, Murphy, can I tell you a, a quick story sure. that's really special? Sure. So my, my illustrator is from Missouri, and she um, gave a set of books to her neighbor. And the neighbor came by about two weeks later and said, you know, I caught Maverick sleeping with Grace's books under his pillow every night. The oh. child loved the book so much he slept with Grace under his pillow every night. Now, that's a story in itself. That's got to make you feel good, Katie. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on what you're doing for young people out there, especially during these tough times of COVID when it's been hard for these youngsters to read or get comfortable about a situation. The series is Everybody Loves Grace. Give me the website again quickly. EverybodyLovesGrace.com. Perfectly. You can get the books there, and it's helping children learn to read. Good idea, Katie, and thanks for coming on Mile High Magazine today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Murphy. Thanks so much. Yep. Keep up the good work. And you guys hang in there. It's Murphy Houston on Mile High Magazine. We'll be right back with more.